This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Williams, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Over the past couple of weeks or months, I've had several people reach out to me, like asking, hey... Uh, what advice do you have for anybody getting into podcasting, stuff like that? So I thought it would be cool to kind of tell you guys the six or seven tips I have for starting a show because I've learned a little bit over the course of three years on the research that goes into a show, how to build your show, how to market it. Now, I am no guru by any means, but I've learned a little bit. And so I figured this would be a really cool episode to share um, with people that are either thinking about starting a show, maybe they're rebranding a show, that, you know, people can listen to this episode for basically forever, basically, <laughs> essentially. Um, and so, yeah, I think this will be super fun. You know, whether or not you're interested in podcasting, it's a really cool industry because it's really exploded the past couple of years. I mean, there's such a low barrier for entry. Uh, basically, anybody can start their own show and share something they're passionate about, learn about something they want to learn about, share any knowledge that they might have. And so, yeah, I think podcasting is really cool. And I mean, obviously kind of (laughs) trying to build a business around it. And so, yeah, let's get into the six tips that I have for podcasting. And if you want to read this, it's actually up on our website, which is thefarmtraveler.com. And if you go over to our articles page, you will find this article titled, So You Want to Start a Podcast. So let's talk about these tips. So let's talk about these six tips, starting with number one, and that is pick a niche. Now, obviously, when you want to do a show, you need to pick a topic. Now, of course, you're going to say, well, hey, there are some people like a Joe Rogan that talk about literally everything under the sun. And you are going to have a couple of those um, podcasts, like there's one with Dax Shepard, who's an actor. But the thing is, most of the people that can get away with those shows already have a huge audience. And so if you don't have an audience, if you're starting a show from scratch, 
it's going to be really, really, really difficult for you to um, build a show over something so broad. And so you really need to hunker down and find out what your show is going to be focused on. You need to find your niche. And for an example, um, I'm over here in Panama City. And so instead of just starting a podcast on real estate, you could focus it on real estate in Panama City, which is great. But really, you want to get even more granular. So you could have um, a podcast about how to flip rental houses in Panama City, Florida. You want to be as specific as possible. And so you might even have noticed here on Farm Traveler that I started off interviewing farmers and ranchers to learn more about how our food is made. Well, I've kind of tried to rebrand it a little bit the past year where we're a little bit more focused on agritourism, direct-to-consumer, and cool technologies in ag. Now, we do cover a little bit more than that, but that's kind of the focus that we're trying to do, where we can literally connect people with farmers and ranchers around the country. And so that's a little bit more focused. And so the more focused your show is, you're going to be able to get a lot more listeners, because your listeners are looking for very specific topics. I mean, think about like YouTube channels or TV shows. Like You are watching, I don't know, what's a good TV show? You know, I watch College Game Day on ESPN every fall, but I watch it because they talk about college football. Not just football here in the United States, not just, you know, NFL and college and high school. They talk specifically about college football. And usually every week they are talking about a specific game. And so that's kind of a a really cool example, Um, which, yeah, I, I need to find their podcast, College Game Day Podcasts. They have one, you know, every fall whenever football's going on. So, that's number one, pick a niche, and also a really cool um, slogan that you'll hear a lot from a lot of influencers. They'll say the riches are in the niches, so you can really build a really successful brand if you focus on your niche. So, And so number two, pick a show format is also super duper important. So you either want to have an interview podcast kind of like ours, for example, where you sit down with somebody that is focused on your niche like you like we were talking about the example earlier you can talk to a real estate agent in panama city or somebody that you think would give some added value to your audience um that's a really popular one i would say like most podcasts are like that you also have other ones where it's just a guest or it's just the host talking so maybe they're sharing something and they're giving you kind of tips and tricks on how to do something You could do one on photography, for example, and that would be just a single photographer telling you, I don't know, the settings they have on their camera and how they point and shoot photography and stuff like that. Or you also have some episode or you also have some podcast examples like Serial, which is a super popular crime drama uh, podcast. And they have like written stories that they go through and read it with two hosts. So it's scripted. They kind of go through stories from beginning to end, I I believe in the seasons, kind of. They break it down that way. And so, really, it's kind of open to you what your show format wants to do. Now, you're not just limited to one format. For example, we've had him on the show, Tom Rowland. He has got the Tom Rowland podcast. And on there, he has How To Tuesdays, which are tips and tricks on fishing and fitness. Wednesdays, he has his traditional interviews. And then Fridays, he offers fitness advice. And so Tuesdays, it's just him sharing content. Wednesdays, he's interviewing somebody. And Fridays, he is 
often sharing advice or even interviewing just fitness people instead of fishermen. So you're not just limited by one, I don't know, format on your show. You can have multiple. You can build them into a schedule for your show. So that's number two, pick a show format. And also you can find a bunch of different formats on Google. Just Google like examples of podcasts or listen to a bunch of podcasts and you can find out some examples. Number three, once you've figured out your niche, once you've figured out your show format, you actually need to get to recording your episodes. Obviously, you've got to record some episodes before you publish them. You can use a bunch of free software like GarageBand or Audacity or paid software like Adobe Audition, which is what I use to record and edit the episodes. I use it to record the intro as well as editing the episodes. And let me tell you, the difference in audio quality from Adobe Audition to, or I'm sorry, from Audacity to Adobe Audition is amazing. I mean, we're paying for the Adobe or the Adobe Suite with a student discount with our, you know with a student email. Um, I think it's actually through Allie's email, but we need to switch it to mine for you know Florida State because she graduated from Auburn already. But um, I believe that's $35 a month. And I mean, that includes Premiere Pro, and I use that for all of the videos on YouTube. I believe Lightroom is there also for photo editing. And of course, Adobe, Adobe Audition, which is super, super helpful. Now, in terms of actually recording the podcast, if you're doing an interview, you have a bunch of different free options like Zoom and, and Zencaster. Now, Zoom is great because everybody uses it. It can work on mobile, desktop, you basically just have to share them the link and that's it. But the audio quality is not superb because it just downloads remotely and you have one file. But then you have Zencaster, which is also free. They have a free version, that's the one I use. And it records locally on both your computer and the guest's computer. And then once you're done, you actually download it. So you get much better audio quality with Zencaster, and that's pretty great. But the downside to that is that Zencaster only works on, I believe, Chrome and Firefox web browsers. It does not work on mobile as of 2022, but it works very much just like Zoom. You send them a link, they use it. You can do both audio and video, or just audio if you wanna do it that way. And when you get video, it actually gives you really high quality video as well. So I highly recommend Zencaster to anybody that is in podcasting. It is just light years better than Zoom. But you also have different things like Riverside FM, you have Skype, um, which Riverside is paid, Skype is free, but the Zoom quality is also better than Skype. So I would recommend Zoom over Skype every single day of the week. All right, so that's number three, record your episodes. Number four, you have pick a podcast hosting site. So when your listeners obviously listen to your podcast, they're doing it through podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, Radio Public, CastBox, countless apps and websites they can go to to actually listen to your show. But luckily, you don't have to upload it to all of those sites or all those websites. Instead, you use a podcast hosting site like a Buzzsprout or, um, oh gosh, there's another really big one that I use. I can't remember it, but there are countless buzz or there are countless um, podcast hosting sites where basically you upload your audio file, you give it a title, description, all that stuff, and then once you actually publish it, that podcast hosting site 
then sends it out to the actual directories. And so all you've got to do is upload the episode once, and then it goes out everywhere. Um, for a really good list on a bunch of different directories, head to our article that we talk about um, that's on the Farm Traveler website talking about how you want to start a podcast. Um, I will link that in the description below of this episode, but there's an article that details out a bunch of different directories that you can use. You usually obviously have to pay for these to keep your show up. But for example, if you're working on a project, for example, in school, and you want to have a podcast, but you don't want to have to pay, you can actually use Buzzsprout. But um, for their free version, they only keep your podcast episode live for about 90 days before it goes offline. Now your content's still there. It's just hidden because you're not paying. But Buzzsprout, I, I think it's like six or seven dollars a month to keep your episode or to keep your podcast out there. But then that comes with different um, uh, tiers. Like I believe with the five or six dollar, you can only upload two or three hours a month, something like that. But there's a bunch of different podcast hosting sites. So go check those out. Just Google them and you can find a lot of them. All right. So number five. <laughs> oh, gosh, it is man. So it is actually seven steps. I accidentally had two number fours on my list on the article. So we are now on number five, and that is plan a launch and a marketing strategy. So launching your show is super duper important. What I recommend, and a lot of experts out there recommend, is that you publish three items at the beginning. You publish a trailer and then two episodes right at the start. Now, the trailer, is obviously going to be like, you know, like a movie trailer or something that's going to give people a glimpse as to what your show is going to be about. This can be as simple as you talking for about like two or three minutes about your background, what your show is going to be about, example guests and stuff like that. Or it can be quick clips of some episodes you've already recorded. Maybe it's a guest that you've recorded already and you just have a quick little segment in there, something like that. That'd be kind of cool. And then you want to publish two episodes right at the start. The reason you want to do two is so it really gives your audience a sense of what the content's going to be. Instead of them having to listen to one episode and then wait another week or whatever your publishing strategy is, um, you give them a lot of content up front so they can go ahead and see and make their mind up if they want to subscribe, listen to you, all that good stuff. So it's very important. I launched with two episodes and that was great. I mean, like once we launched, both of them were listened to a bunch, which was awesome. So it really gives people a sense of what you do, what you're going to do and stuff like that. Next, you have probably the most confusing thing in podcasting, and that is marketing. Now, obviously, when you market your show, you want to use social media, use Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever you want. Um, but the tricky thing is, is that people listening to podcasts are finding podcasts on podcast players, but it's really hard to market on podcasts unless you like pay for an ad slot in an existing podcast. That's really difficult to do if you don't really have a big budget, but um, you can still grow your show using social media. You've just got to figure out what works best for you. Maybe for you, you're just going to share reels on Instagram. Maybe you're just going to show... Um, the production process on YouTube. It really kind of depends on what content you want to make. Um, I've tried to follow, well, I've actually followed a bunch of influencers on Instagram because I really want to build Instagram, our, our Instagram community. 
And so I also recommend um, finding some really trustworthy influencers on those social media sites that you want to use that kind of tell you what to do and how you can do it. Like I followed a couple people lately on Instagram that show you some really good strategies on how to make reels and how to make your content more engaging. So that's really helpful. And also always be present on social media and try to do stuff like that, like engage with your audience. That's always very, very helpful. And in terms of, you know, your marketing material, like obviously you need a podcast logo, you need images, all that good stuff. I recommend Canva. That's just C-A-N-V-A. It's a free kind of marketing and publishing software that enables you to create stuff like logos, Instagram posts, even slideshows and videos on there. It's free and it's amazing. And I use that for literally every single image or post you see on Instagram or Facebook. I use Canva all the time. So I highly recommend it because also it's free and that's the greatest thing out there. And I mean, also with social media, don't get discouraged by the algorithm that is always changing. That's why a lot of influencers um, really push things like um, email marketing, signing up with websites like uh, a MailChimp where you can build email lists and then email your subscribers updates on the show. Now, you do have to build those audiences. You have to do email campaigns so you know actually get everybody's email. So that's always very tricky. If you get on YouTube and even just Google tips and tricks on how to build email lists or how to market a podcast, there's a bunch of really great content out there. You can also um, join online courses sold by influencers. Definitely do those. But also be very, very careful on who you actually purchase courses from. I bought into one course, which it was only like $45, and the the content was okay, but it wasn't mind-blowing. And you'll find that a lot. I I tell you, one of the most popular trends, it seems, is that you pay $20, $45 to get into a course. And they tell you, oh, you're going to learn about this. And you're like, okay, awesome. And then you actually get in the course. You learn 20% of what they mentioned. And then they say, oh, actually, if you want to learn more about what we promised you, you have to pay this other course. It's actually like $300. And it's all in there. And so your $40 course that you signed up for that was going to be like a one-hour webinar, it's about 15 minutes of good information that you signed up for but 45 minutes of them pitching to you another course that's more expensive. So I don't know. It's like a pyramid scheme kind of, kind of, not really, but kind of. So be very, very careful on, you know, who you pay when you're taking courses like that. Courses can be great, um, but pay attention. Next, number five, this is also a very big piece. We have plan, organize, and stay consistent. Actually, this is number six because I messed up the numbering. Um, so number six is plan, organize, and stay consistent. So whenever you start your show, if you're going to do weekly episodes, do weekly episodes. It's okay to miss an episode every now and then, but try to plan out your content to where you're not going to miss any dates. Now, I usually have about four or five episodes recorded well in advance. That way, if something comes up, if somebody bails out of an interview, if I'm sick, if we're on vacation, I can pull from those and I don't miss a week. You can also 
play your past episodes. If you have been going on for like two or three years, play an older episode that maybe new subscribers haven't heard from or haven't heard before. I mean, you can always do that. That's super duper important. Also, organize, use software like Google Sheets or Excel or even an awesome website that I talk about it a lot is called Notion to organize your episodes, your guests, come up with great talking points, make notes about, oh, I actually reached out to them on Tuesday and they're going to call me on Wednesday. Like you've just, or even if you want to go old school, old school and do pen and paper, stay as consistent or stay as organized as you possibly can. And actually, this is kind of a cool plug. I have a podcast guest organization template, which I will also link below in the description that you can get. And I use it on Notion, which Notion is like a super duper glorified Excel where you can customize it, make it exactly what you need to organize your your content, stuff like that. So that template is actually really handy. I'm, I'm a little bit biased but it's organized into different seasons, who you've emailed, who you haven't, prospects, um, past interviews, stuff like that. So go check that out. That will also be in the description if you might wanna check that out for your show. And then number seven, probably a really cool point to end on is going to be don't be afraid to try new things with your podcast. Now, to keep things interesting, to keep your guests, or I'm sorry, to keep your audience kind of, you know, on their toes, don't be afraid to freshen things up, freshen up your music, freshen up your intro. But the tricky thing is don't do it too much. Um, Don't change it every week. Don't change it every month. Maybe change it every year, just something. Just don't be afraid. You can also add new things like segments, add some Q&A segments where people on social media send you questions and you do that maybe every couple of episodes. Or you wanna have um, listeners on the show. There are countless segments you can add into your show to just kind of, I don't know, breathe new life into it and just make it kind of more and more unique. So don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to just say, hey, this format's not working. I'm going to try something else and see if that works. But obviously, when you're trying it, stick to it. Don't change it too often, but also don't be afraid to change. I know that kind of sounds redundant, but yeah. Number seven, don't be afraid to change And so, yeah, number seven, don't be afraid to try new things. So those are my seven tips and tricks, my seven steps to podcasting. If you ever have any questions, I am glad to help you out. Just email me at farmtravelerseries at gmail.com. And also just, you know, check out YouTube, check out Google, find cool tutorials from people that seem to know what they're doing. Podcasting is great. Anybody that wants to share a story, share a message, entertain people, learn from people. It's such a really cool industry. And I mean, podcasts are really, really booming. Um, They've been booming for a couple of years. Everybody's doing them. It's always fun. I highly recommend it. I've interviewed, you know, people from all over the United States, Canada, a couple from Saudi Arabia, Australia. Um, Where else? Oh, gosh. Well, all over here in Florida, of course, because I'm, I'm a little bit biased towards Florida. But it's a great way to meet new people, build new relationships, and just kind of learn from, you know, people you've never met. Speaking of learning from people, I feel like there's really two ways to go about life. You can either be the smartest person in the room or never be the smartest person in the room. And I'm of the latter. I believe you should never be the smartest person in the room because 
everybody you meet can always teach you something, whether that's about podcasting, agriculture, engineering, life, literally anything. So I think podcasting is a really cool way you can learn from everybody, from people you've never met thousands of miles away, countries away. Yeah, really cool. So if you have any questions, again, let me know. Happy to help you out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, I do it. You know, take the plunge, do it. It's super fun. I do not regret a single second. So if you are doing it, do it. If you haven't thought about it, maybe think about it. I'm sure you got something to share. So hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week with some usual interviews. Thanks so much for listening. Later.